This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And this is a show that helps people find and follow their bliss. There are people that you meet in life that have a light around them and bring so much illumination to others. One of those people is Ellen Schwartz. We dedicate today's show to the memory of her son, Jacob Schwartz, who was a beloved soul to everyone and will always be. Also, later on in the program, our talented featured artist is Mike Rosen from Lady Mystics. But first, our exclusive interview with Ellen Schwartz. Ellen Schwartz is a light on to many and an inspiration to so many people. Many of these lessons she learned from her beloved son, Jacob, who was born with a rare neurodegenerative disease called Canavan disease. The world learned from Jacob Schwartz, who was full of love and of goodness, about how to be a better person and how to live life with love in your heart and positivity. Ellen Schwartz is an elementary school teacher, community leader, author, public speaker, and advocate for research awareness and screening for neurodegenerative diseases. As founder of Project Give Back, she links her decades of teaching together with her personal passion for charitable causes. She co-founded Jacob's Ladder, Canadian Foundation for the Control of Neurodegenerative Diseases. Jacob's Ladder has raised over $3 million towards research, education, and awareness into neurodegenerative illnesses. Ellen has also written two beautiful books, Lessons from Jacob, A Disabled Son Teaches His Mother About Courage, Hope, and Joy of Living Life to the Fullest, and Without One Word Spoken. 18 Life Lessons from Jacob, The Compelling Story of a Child's Miraculous Life. It's also a mother's how-to of survival and joy, as Craig Offman writes in the Globe and Mail newspaper. And in fact, without one word spoken, was rated a national bestseller by the Globe and Mail. Ellen has always had the ability to move and inspire people due to her unwavering belief in the impact Jacob made on the world an impact and a legacy that was all about love, courage, hope, joy, and bringing people together. Ellen's commitment to education and research into neurodegenerative diseases and her heartfelt desire to help others cope with life's toughest challenges has made her a shining example of one of the most inspirational women in Canada. Ellen was honored with a woman of action by the Israeli Cancer Research Fund. She was awarded a Queen's Jubilee Medal, as well as the Meritorious Service Decoration by the Governor General of Canada, and a Canada 150 Exemplary Canadian Award. Just recently, she was named Philanthropist of the Year by Brilliant Minded Women. She is married to Jeff and is the mother of three children, and her beautiful son, Jacob, whose memory we honor today, was a miracle that will live on in everyone's hearts forever. 
Ellen, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you, Judy. Thanks for having me. It really is an honor to have you on the program. I've known and admired you for many years, and I first met you when your beautiful son, Jacob, was very young because of the wonderful charity you helped co-found in his honor called Jacob's Ladder, which we and so many countless others have been a part of for many years. For those of our listeners who didn't know your beautiful boy, can you tell us about your firstborn beloved son, Jacob Shorts? Of course. So Judy, your daughter, Lily, who's a singer, she sang at one of our first events and she was so cute and she still sings today at one of our events. So it's, it's so nice. But um, years ago when we had our, our firstborn child, Jacob, he was, um, we were, we noticed very early on that he wasn't making all the milestones that all the books said that he was supposed to be making. So uh, he wasn't able to lift his head and his uh, eyes weren't tracking. So pretty early on, at four months of age, he was diagnosed with Canavan disease, which is a rare neurodegenerative disease that attacks the central nervous system. So it robbed Jacob of the ability to see, the ability to move, the ability to speak, the ability to um, breathe with with ease, like most of us, which we all take for granted. Um, and we were told that he wouldn't live till his fifth birthday. Um, miraculously, he lived till his twenty till twenty one, and without being able to do any of the things that he, we all take for granted. He was just so happy and so genuine and and so loving and so giving and just such an honor to know him, um, even even for 21 years. It was an absolute honor. Yes. You say that every day for 21 years, you realize that our problems aren't so big after all. And in life, we can only control two things. One is our thoughts and two is our actions. And in your beautiful first book, Without One Word Spoken, you talk about 18 of the life lessons that we learn from Jacob. And the first one is believing in miracles. Can you explain? So every day he was alive was a miracle. He would wake up every morning and most of us, we just, we just get up and we get out of bed and we brush our teeth and we have our breakfast and our life moves on with Jakey that that was never the case. So every single morning he would be struggling to breathe. So we, one of us for 17 years basically slept with him for the, the whole night. But eventually when he would wake up, he would struggle and struggle to get that first breath. We'd have to really help him, whether it was patting him on the back and um, giving him some type of compression exercises or suctioning or just to get that first breath. And when he finally did, he would just put on the biggest smile, almost a smile <laughs> Hey, I'm here, world. When I I say, like, where, you know, my problems really didn't mean anything because if this kid can smile, so can I, right? So every day with him was a miracle. And every time he took that first breath, you all breathed a sigh of relief as well. And so it, it just makes you realize that those are the moments and those are the things that Jacob understood more than anyone and taught, really, like everyone, how to live in this in this most beautiful way and 
as we talked about in your first book, Lessons from Jacob, it really tells the story of your son turning something very difficult into something quite beautiful. And I also love one of the reviews of your second book, Without One Word Spoken, 18 Life Lessons from Jacob. And the writer Catherine Phillips from the Toronto Star wrote, What can a child who can't walk, talk, move, or see teach us about life as it turns out everything? Supremely uplifting, at times heartbreaking, these 18 everyday lessons carefully crafted from years of caring for a child with a debilitating illness will change your life. Ellen, what are the most important lessons that you have learned from your son, Jacob? So probably the one of the most important is just to slow down. <laughs> we're, we're all moving so quickly and our, our lives are so complex. And he didn't live like that. He just lived one breath to the next, to the next, to the next. And he just lived every second he was on this, on this earth to the fullest, every single moment. And when you were with him, your whole life slowed down, Uh, your breathing even slowed down because nothing mattered but the here and now. So he really taught me to try to live like that. He was just, he was just there. He was, you know, all of us, our minds are all over the place. His wasn't. If you were with him, you were his world. That was it. There was nothing else going on. So he really taught you to live in that moment. Mm-hmm. You talked about, I, I remember reading in one of the books that if you were feeling stressed, you would lie down beside him and, and cuddle up with him and instantly you would feel calmer just by feeling his calm energy. It would just be transferred onto you. I still do that. I go, um, we're right now during COVID, we've, we're very fortunate. We, we built a, a cottage because we weren't able to travel the way most families could travel, we built a cottage, a wheelchair accessible cottage, an hour, not even an hour north of Toronto. So he had this outdoor bed. When I'm feeling stressed or any, I just go and lay in that bed. I feel like I'm with him again. It's it's nice. So I still do it all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. And I think he also taught you a lesson of un- unmindfulness, like that we all need to know. And I know that you're interested in meditation and you're a very spiritual person. Would you say that that Jacob sort of also taught you how to live more mindfully and to just sort of stop and and see the world the way he did? Well, he was just, he lived life to the simplest of forms because all he did was love and all he did was appreciate everything and everyone around him. And he just made you look through his eyes and they were eyes that couldn't see, but they had more vision, the best vision I've ever seen. Right. So he just allowed us to see that way. Right. He could feel, he could feel the energy, right? He was able to really feel the energy, which is more important. He had a lot of friendships, a lot of very deep, meaningful friendships. He couldn't see what you look like. He didn't care where you were from. He didn't care what color your skin was or what your race was or religion or background. He, he felt you. And if you were kind and if you were good, he felt that and he just loved you back. It was true. It was just so genuine and so pure and so raw, every relationship he had. Ellen, you had an aha moment, you and your husband, Jeff, that occurred for you and changed your life when Jacob was in the hospital, having undergone seven operations in just a few months as a small baby. And you realized that while you couldn't save Jacob from the disease he was born with, from Canavan's disease, you could accept it 
and make his life as comfortable and peaceful as possible. Can you tell us more about how this not only changed your life for the better, but suddenly how Jacob really had the power to cure you all? Yeah, exactly. We always say um, as soon as we tried to fix Jacob, he fixed us. Because when, you know, you get this new news that your newborn child is going to be so sick, you're looking for everything you can to to cure him, everything you, you possibly can. And and we did. And we were part of this groundbreaking trial in at Yale New Haven, where they were actually going to try to produce the, the gene that he was missing. And he became so sick, so, so sick. And we just decided, you know what? He's not here for us to cure him. He's here for us to love him. And once, as you say, that aha moment, we just, all we did in Jake's life for 21 years was make him smile. That was it. And if he wasn't smiling, we just figured out a way to make him smile again. And it was so simple and so beautiful and so rewarding when that boy smiled because it was just right from his heart. And and Ellen, you have that power as well. And 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 during that trial, you there were sixteen other children uh, that were present for the trial, and you wanted to find a friend to bond with. And you had such an impact. And I I can understand what she felt because I know all of us feel this way, that there's something and I wish the listeners could see it. Well, but you'll see it on the book jacket on the back of the book. Ellen's smile is I don't know, it's a Mary Tyler Moore smile. I know it's also been called Marsha Brady and all sorts of different things. But it is an angelic, beautiful smile. And you smiled at this girl named Bonnie, who was one of the 16 families. And you had such an impact on her life that at the end, she presented you with something. And, and what can you tell us what happened? Oh, they were the most, they were the coziest, youngest pajamas. <laughs> she, she would wear them every day. And they, they, they were pajamas, but they were, they just were so soft, soft and velvety. Today, it'd be like a nice sweatsuit, right? Like you could wear. <laughs> on When they left, she presented me with two pairs and I wore them for years and years and years and years. They were so yummy, like just, so, just delicious. And I think people feel each other. And if you can feel their kindness, um, you'll always remember was Maya Angelou has the most amazing quote of, of, you know, people will forget how, what you said and what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And that's so true about life. And it's, it's true about Jake. Also all my, my meaningful relationships. I mean, Judy, we're part of this zoom group every week this music group it's incredible where yes your daughter sings in it and we bring together especially right now during COVID-19 when so many special needs families are literally stuck at home they cannot go out it is so dangerous even to the grocery store anything it's just so dangerous for them so they are at home so what we've done is we created this platform because Jacob loved music so much we created this platform of bringing together the special needs community with so many of the talented singers who used to sing to Jakey and together every Sunday afternoon we're bringing music into their their world and 
it's it's just so beautiful. Everyone's feeling, and we've created all these new relationships that we never would have met. Yeah, right. It's incredible. It's been a life changer and a lifesaver for a lot of people who look forward to it every week. And it, there's just something magical about it. it it's so funny because you think that that can't be transmitted, you know, on a Zoom call, but it really can because, as you say, you're just feeling the energy, and it's just good, like-minded people, and of course you're just aware it's called Jake's Sunday Zoom Jam, that this is really in, in Jacob's memory. And it's an incredible thing. I, I, I'm also reminded um, of Jacob's bar mitzvah and the lesson in your book, in your beautiful book with, without one word spoken, which is to celebrate life whenever you can. Can you tell us more about this? And I love when you talk about it. it's not the food and the flowers and what people wore or if they were wearing, you know, makeup, it's the feeling and what happened that day. It's the feeling. Exactly. So, you know, Jeff and I, it was actually funny. We went to our rabbi and we said, you know, we, we really think Jake should have a bar mitzvah, um, but we think it should be very small and very intimate, just the family, just something really beautiful that we can honor Jake because he is, you know, he made it to 13. This, You know, in the Jewish religion, he's a man. And he looked at us and just said, are you kidding me? You want to rob the community of such a beautiful moment? So when we invited the, you know, the entire community, whoever wanted to come, and they brought in a choir that day and Jake literally beamed from the Bema. He enjoyed every <laughs> of his special day. He loved it. And people, even today, I mean, he, he would have been 23 now. Uh, people today, when I bump into them, they said, I was at Jake's bar mitzvah. And that was probably the best, the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's funny because the people say the same thing about his funeral. People stop me all the time and mm -hmm. you know probably second or third worst day of my life for sure um but people stop me all the time and, and say ellen I i'm sorry if this doesn't sound right but jacob's funeral was probably the most inspiring event i've ever been to in my entire life to hear that and to hear the lessons that Jake taught to not, not just me, but so many, so many, he just touched everyone That's and, true. That's or, true. that, you know, was able to get to meet him. It was, it was amazing. Ellen, you were recently were on a, a UJA women's philanthropy zoom call with 400 women. And there actually wasn't a dry eye in that zoom room. I can tell you. And we, we talked about many things and we talked about that day and you said, you know, we had it all figured out. We had the magical musical Sundays. We had, we figured out that Jacob loved swimming and he did swim. And that was absolute bliss for him was to be in a pool of water and to listen to all of his friends and music and the sounds of Bevy and Ben, your children and Jeff, your husband and you, of course, Ellen and your, your wonderful parents and grandparents then this happened. And you said, and then this happened. And, and no matter how much you're prepared for it, what has helped you? Nobody can understand. You are the most sunny, most positive, most angelic human being. And, <laughs> and I was at the funeral and it was, um, I've never seen such, so much love and so much heartache in the, in the congregation of people. And there was such respect and dignity and profound love and, and sadness for you. Mm -hmm. How were you able to get through that time, that day, and move forward? 
So, you know, that day and that time and, you know, a few weeks after for sure, were probably the rawest moments in my life. And and it's almost almost like childbirth, right? Those those first few days, you don't remember a thing. And and that's where I am when it comes to that, because I mm-hmm. I was broken. I you know, we thought we were prepared. We knew it was gonna happen, but when it happened, we were so unprepared. We were, and um and I, I said in that interview, you know, he went up we just sank. We just absolutely sank. But what I learned very quickly, when you when you are so broken, mm-hmm. all you can see is the kindness and the goodness around you. Uh, because you're so raw, and there's nothing else that you can look at. And there so many people were so kind and so giving. And, you know, anybody that would say, you know, what can I do to help? You don't you you, you can't answer that. You don't know what to say because you don't know what you need. You, you need to breathe. <laughs> That's about all you can do. And but just stepped in, you know, my sister-in-laws, they both took off 10 days from their jobs and moved into our house and ran everything, everything, every single thing. So basically for, for 10 days, I had to get up. That was it. Like that was my big job in life. And that was hard. But even that was hard. Um, but we did it. And some of our friends and, and family, just the way they gave and what they gave and how they gave it just, I'm not talking monetary. I'm just talking about like right from their hearts, kind of read our minds and what we needed and just gave it. It, it helped us, it helped lift our hearts a little, little bit, little bit. And then they'd sink and then our hearts would rise again. And I also spoke about, you know, after two weeks, I went back to work. It didn't, I went back pretty quickly because I love my teaching and I always taught Jacob's messages. That's what I did in the classrooms. And I just wanted to continue that. We're going to go on a short commercial break. When we come back, we're going to find out what happened the day that Ellen went back to work and the reaction that she received from all of her students and one in particular. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio AM 740, and I'm joined by Ellen Schwartz. Before the break, we talked about what happened when the unthinkable happened, and Ellen's beloved son, Jacob, sadly passed away. When Ellen went back to work a few weeks later, she was welcomed by her students in a very meaningful way. Ellen, what happened on that first day back? I was in a very uh, low-income area in one of our classrooms, and like we had a a classroom hug, all of us. And then one girl yes. whispered in my ear, Ellen, I know you're going to see Jake again one day. And oh, that, yeah. me 
was almost my aha moment because this little little girl with so much spirit said this to me and I realized, you know what, if I'm going to see him again, I have a lot of work to do because his soul went where only the best kindest souls go. And if I want to get there, I got, I got to be good. I got to do good. Yeah. Um, and you already, you already are there. And I, the truth yeah. is that you already are there. You're, you're one of the best people in the world. And, uh, but I know you said that, that I want to have that same purity and that same goodness so that my soul can rise up and go right to him to greet him and to be with him again. And you, of course, are that person. And I'm, uh, so not. I'm trying. <laughs> I slip a lot, Jeannie, but I'm trying. <laughs> you're pretty amazing. You're pretty amazing. I think you're slipping as other people's. I don't know. You're, you're incredible. And that was a nine-year-old girl that whispered that in your, there was a classroom of 36 kids and that little girl was nine years old and, uh, and said that to you. And, and that was, uh, that was another miracle. It sure was. You're a grade four teacher. You are also the um, founder of Project Give Back, which is incredible because it teaches, and I think there's 65 classes a week that teach this wonderful program that you've created called Project Give Back, which teaches resilience and empathy and compassion and kindness and love. And, and you love doing this and you do this can you tell us a little bit about Project Give Back? And because and, I know it's affected so many people for the good. I was a teacher for so many years. And with Jacob, because of all the lessons he was teaching me, I would bring that to my own classroom. And I just realized there's so much that we need to learn. And so I basically took the entire curriculum and created a year long program that taught all the skills that you were, you know, expected to learn but put it into almost a moral compass. So each student would choose a cause um, that they are close to or that they are passionate about, whether it was a sport or whether it was, you know, um, a health concern, whatever. They could have just picked whatever they wanted. And then they learned how to research that and connect to that charity. And then what happens is the children become the teachers and we become the students. And they teach about what matters in their world. And we learn so much about each student and one another and our world through a very unique lens. And the result is empathy, compassion, and throwing kindness out into the world and great understanding for one another. Hmm. And I think that's a really important thing for all of us to learn. Absolutely. It's so incredible, the work that you do in the world, really. It, it's incredible. And inclusion, your lesson number seven in the book, is how to embrace our differences. And Jacob was a miracle who had the power to change mm -hmm. so many people. As you write, change your day, change your mood, and change their life. How can people be trained, especially in the times that we're living in right now, to accept and love people who have differences? That's a very, it's a hard lesson to teach. But I think if you do it young, kids are very accepting, right? Kids, they ask a lot of questions because they want to know the answers. Years ago, I, I, I used to bring Jacob into the classes, right? And at first, I would walk in and the kids would go to the yes. back of the class. They were so uncomfortable with something they really don't know about because he was very severely disabled and they'd never seen anyone like him before. But then they started asking questions and they would move closer and closer and closer and then they'd sing to him and they'd see him like light up inside. And then 
by by the middle of the class, they're like holding his hand and trying to push him around on his wheelchair. <laughs> They've made a new friend. So it's like, you know, acceptance in 15 minutes. So I, I just think we all need to look at the other side, just try to understand what's going on in someone else's mind and someone else's heart. And it may be very different than ours, but we we're here to learn from one another. And I think we have to start that really young. And I think also parents need to model that, right? Like if kids, kids learn by osmosis, if you're acting a certain way, they're going to grow up the same way. You know, I just think it's really important. It should be done in school. It should be done at home everybody and that's the only way it can change that's so true ellen you know lily my daughter and you were mentioning her earlier on remembers you coming into her school in grade four and she said she remembers you saying ask me anything and i mean anything and because you were so transparent and so authentic kids really asked what was on their mind and then instantly there's dialogue and there's understanding and love and compassion and you co-founded Jacob's Ladder, Ellen, which raised over $3 million towards research, education, and awareness into neurodegenerative illnesses. And from very early on, people rallied around this incredible charity, and wonderful events were planned, often to celebrate Jacob's birthday, and each one was a precious blessing. And this uh, came to be known as Jake's Jams, and Jacob loved music. Can you tell us more about this incredible pleasure he had in his life, and how so many of his friends... And your family and friends were part of singing to him from these major events to the Magical Musical Sundays. And this all actually began with Kayla, who sang to him when he was the, the children's singer and entertainer, who sang to him when he was just a little baby. So what was singing and music's impact on Jacob? So after his gene replacement therapy, he was very, very ill. And he was in a coma for... A very long time. And we invited Kayla because I, I used to take him with my nieces and nephews to like these little Kayla classes when he was eight months old, like just young, young, young. And he'd sit on my lap and all the other kids would dance around and Jake would just sit in my lap. And when he was in this coma, we just couldn't get him out of it. And I asked Kayla to come down to the hospital with her guitar and she came in and she played her guitar and Jacob smiled and then he came out of his coma and then right from that moment we knew that music was jake's thing like if we wanted to communicate with jacob music was the language that he was fluent in my sister-in-law is a beautiful singer and her twin sister they sing together so from the age of one till 21, they would come over every Sunday and they would sing to Jakey. And then as their kids got older, they would come and sing to Jacob. And then people would once, you know, Instagram and Facebook was on, people would, would see this magic. And if they were talented, they'd call me and say, can I come sing to Jacob? So over the years, so many amazing people used to come and sing to him. And then music became part of all of our events. Like we had a big event called Jake's Gigantic Give, and it was a, a massive store that we had set up um, all about the power of giving to others. 
And then, but there was always a lounge and music. And that's where your daughter came. And so many amazing singers came to all the events. And then as he got older, it ended up being concerts and the jams. And and now it's part of our Zoom jam. So we're continuing with Jake's language and his music. It's incredible. And you always had a team of angels. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when there's a ministering angel like you, it's easy to find angels. So you always had a team of angels that came and did the cleanup and helped and 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 toys were donated and books were donated and it was just a, it was just an incredible thing and i think that um what what a great example for people to do good work in the world because you, you did this and what are some of the wonderful things that jacob's ladder was able to achieve this wonderful charity that you set up so we were able to set up a prize at sick kids hospital in, in genetics norm saunders he was our pediatrician who unfortunately passed away but uh, it's called the Norm Saunders Jacobs Ladder Prize in Genetics, and it's international. And we bring in doctors from all over the world, and they come to sick kids, and they present their findings to our doctors. Wow. They've come from all over uh, London, the States, Netherlands. They, they've just come from everywhere. It's amazing that that prize. We opened up a pool at the JCC North, and it's called, uh, I think of Love to Swim, it's yes. called the Jacobs Ladder Therapeutic Pool, and it's a massive pool where anyone who needs swim therapy can go in and swim. So we did that. We've sponsored music therapy. We've, um, as Jake got older, we noticed in the world of special needs that after 21, If you have severe needs or you're an adult with disabilities, there's really not a lot for you in the world. So we ended up funding programs, uh, great programs, so we could provide respite for families so they could afford to go to some of these private programs because they were very expensive. So we gave money to those efforts as well. Um, that's, that's what Jacob's Ladder did. It's just absolutely incredible. I, I know the, the story about Jacob um, swimming and how it was his bliss. And when he swam, you would see him in the water with an expression of ecstasy uh, on his face. But then you turned it into this, you know, a wonderful thing for everybody. And it reminds me of this beautiful part of the book when you say how important it is to memorize the moment. What does that mean? So, so just like Jake, the way he took every moment, right? And just lived it to the fullest. I found myself when I was, well, speaking of your show, when I was feeling bliss and when I was feeling like my ultimate joy, I would, and I still do, I shut my eyes and I memorize it. I listen to what's around. I feel what's happening. I smell, I look. So what happens is it's like a mental snapshot because what happens when you're feeling low or you're not in that place, you can shut your eyes and bring it back. And thank God I did because I can bring Jake back all the time. And when I shut my eyes and he's right, right beside me. And that's called memorizing the moment. In light of the so many challenges, the many challenges you and your family have been faced with, and you created this incredible thing called Worry Time, and that's in the book as well. Can you tell us what Worry Time is and why it's so effective? 
yeah, developed this early on when, you know, Jake was in this, in the part of we were trying to fix him, right? Because <laughs> life was really hard and yeah. really scary and all, you know, all consuming. And I was worried every second of every day. And I was finding, you know what, that's really not very productive, right? So what I did was I went into the shower and I worried, I worried about everything that was bothering me anything, anything, or even somebody had said something and hurt me or didn't matter if it was hurting my heart, I gave it the time. So I would get in the shower and I would worry about it. And if I could control it and take care of it, I would write away. I would make that phone call or I'd write something down or whatever I needed to do. I did it. And if I couldn't, it was out of my control. I stopped worrying about it. I tried to anyway. And as soon as it came back the worry I would say Ellen you've worried about that today you're going to worry about it tomorrow and then tomorrow you go and you give yourself that time again to worry and eventually you can train yourself the worries start to diminish it's so brilliant Jacob had the most beautiful smile and his face would light up I can see it can see it right now in my mind's eye hearing his friends singing and hearing the sound of his siblings Bevy and Ben and his parents, you and Jeff, and of course, his grandparents and many, many, many friends. And you have that sunny and beautiful smile as well. So I love the chapter called Smile Even When You Don't Want To. And your suggestion is when you wake up in the morning, just think of three things that make you happy and make you smile. Can you speak yeah. to more of these important lessons, which are all based on if Jake can smile, then so can I? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, really, it's really important. There's studies on smile therapy and it, there's something that happens when you put on a smile, it changes how you feel inside. And then you smile at someone, eventually, you know, people start smiling back and then you start to believe that smile. And then as the day progresses, you, you, your whole mood can change. Another thing I started to do, which was really funny and, and kind of similar to that is, you know, I'm in and out of so many schools, right? And you, you look around in the schools, especially the little kids, they don't walk from class to class. They skip from class to class, right? <laughs> Watch them and, and they're smiling and, and it's so amazing. So I was out for a walk one time and I said, you know what, I'm just going to skip and it makes you smile. And then Anyone I was with in the next week, I talked to my kids, some of my girlfriends, and I just said, I dare you. I dare you to skip and not smile. Nobody could do it. That's kind of what a smile is all about. Put a little skip into your day. And sometimes it can be forced, really forced, but it will help. And eventually you will believe that smile or you'll get that skip in your day and you'll feel better. Absolutely. I also love the quote, Ellen, in the book Lessons from Jacob by American writer Emily Pearl Kingsley, where she writes metaphorically about getting on a plane and thinking that she's going to Italy and landing instead in Holland and having to learn a whole new language and, you know, yeah. not knowing how she's going to enjoy Holland. But of course, and, and when you write right at the end of the first book, I love Holland. I wept. I cried a lot in the last two days as I reread the two books, like many people will do when they and, and have when they've read your beautiful books, because we all love Holland and we all miss Holland. And um, that was just an incredible um, moment. 
you you finally did get to go to Italy with Jeff. What was that like? <laughs> I know nothing. So let me just go back for a minute to say, I still don't know to this day who put that note in my mailbox. Jake was diagnosed. And the next day or a few days later, that was put in my mailbox. I don't know who left it there, but that Welcome to Holland, it was by, as you said, Emily Pearl Kingsley, who was a writer on Sesame Street. And she had, it was, you know, the first child that was in a wheelchair. That was her child. And she was asked to make an analogy to life. And she yes. wrote Welcome to Holland, which became kind of my personal, you know, news. It was. Mantra. Yes, yes, really was. But then, yes, we actually went to Italy, the two of us. Um, Jake was 18 and beautiful Melda, who was a caregiver that, that we've had in our house in and out for, you know, 18 years with Jake's second mom. She moved in with Jacob and my parents kept checking in and we had nurses around the clock. Like Melda had people 24 seven and we went, we actually went and I'll tell you, it was, it was magical. It was absolutely in, oh, amazing. I, I can't wait to go back there again one day. It was just a beautiful, beautiful place. And it, but it was the first time I was really away from Jake for, you know, he never in all 21 years, he never had a sleepover, right? Like he never slept out. And um, we didn't get out there. We didn't go away very often. So it was, it was hard to go away from him. And, and the first few days were really difficult. And then I, you know, you just got into the groove and it was, oh, it was amazing. Amazing. So I'm so glad that you got the opportunity to do that. And it's funny, you're saying 18 and it's, I'm remembering the Mervish Panasonic theater, uh, Mervish's Panasonic theater and the 18th birthday party at the Jake's jam at the Panasonic that year. And I just remember it being electric and the venue was filled with love, just absolutely filled with love. What are your memories of that evening? So, um, well, we had still had Jakey, right, for his 18th birthday. We did it again without Jacob, and that was hard. <laughs> but we had Jake, and it was all his favorite people up on stage. So everybody, and no one knew who was performing. Like, I didn't announce one performer. <laughs> so, you know, his siblings had created a song to honor him. We had some famous people make surprise appearances and, you know, Jake's famous people. Uh, up on it was all about feeling the music the way Jake did. You didn't know, no one knew what we were throwing at them and they just got to exactly. experience it. And it was so beautiful. Um, yeah, I loved it. The most beautiful part about that concert, and it was a fundraiser, but everybody gave the theater was free. The sound and lights were all donated. Uh, even the union guys who had to charge for their time, the sound guys, gave back their money, like gave their, their money that they oh my pay. They said, I, I want to give all of it away. And everybody, all the performers, even the food, everything was donated. And to me, that was just so beautiful. You know, when everyone gives everyone receives more than they gave. And we raise a lot of money and, and every penny went to the initiative. So it was win-win all around. That's incredible. 
One of the most special things that happened was when family and friends got together and you all wrote a song called I Rise Above and made a video with Jacob in it. And it was a very, very beautiful and special thing. And this was one of the last performances that Jacob got to be a huge part of. Can you tell us how it all came together? And we're going to play a bit of it for our audience today just for them to hear it. But I encourage them to get the whole thing because it's it's so beautiful. So when when Jake was turning 20, um, I called all of his friends together and said, guys, let's write something to honor Jake for his 20th birthday. And our friend Don said, you know what, let's write the lyrics to be Jake's words if he could speak what he would say. So we would write and write and write. And if Jake was smiling, we kept going. If he wasn't, we changed the words until he was smiling. He was part of the whole writing process. And same with the lyrics. He doesn't love all music. Or same with the the music. He doesn't love all music. So he loves like intricate playing on, on guitar. So we would continue and we would change it up until Jake, we saw Jake, Jake loves this. And then we'd go with it. So the song is, the the words are, if he could speak, what would he say? And the music is Jake's kind of music. And and it's called I Rise Above. This is I Rise Above by the Friends of Jake. Let's have a listen. Coming from the cold on a Sunday. guitar and play me a song Let the music lift our souls I love the sound of your voice And your fingers on the string with you is more than enough The melody is all that I need You may not hear me I'm the message love When you are near me It's you I'm thinking No need to fix me never get tired of hearing that beautiful song, Ellen. How can people see the video of the song, which is quite arresting and incredible to see? And where can they get a copy of the song, I Rise Above? So on the song, you can just go to iTunes and, and purchase the song. I think it's 99 cents. And if you want to watch the video and, and see those beautiful voices, you just go to YouTube and you just go, I Rise Above, Friends of Jacob. Or if they want to see an actual slideshow of Jacob and his life incorporated, you can go on YouTube, PGB, I Rise Above. And there's a slideshow incorporated with the, the song as well. On the Zoom jam with the 400 women, there wasn't a dry eye when we, we got to see that whole video again. And it, it's just incredible. 
One of the last chapters in your book is from your husband, Jeff, and you're an incredible team. What did it mean to you when Jeff wrote that chapter about Jakey? I'm thrilled by by what he wrote and what he said, because again, it's a whole other perspective and it's, um, it's very raw and really beautiful. Over the summer, I'm I'm re-releasing without one word spoken and adding eight chapters to it. And they'll be released in soft cover. Um, and that should be out in December. And because where we were in the end of the book was Jake was seeing palliative care at the time. And we didn't know what tomorrow would hold. And it was a really dark time, but that's where we were when I finished the book. And now... I've I have more to say because I have a lot to say about grief and moving forward and how you can live with grief and by turning that grief into love and realizing that love is pain and pain is love and that kind of is what the new chapters will be about. And that's going to be coming out in December online and in major booksellers everywhere. And that book is Without One Word Spoken by Ellen Schwartz. What is bliss for Ellen Schwartz? Time with family. For me, bliss bliss is simple. Bliss is not anything like me sitting on a dock having a wine at sunset or sitting on that same dock having coffee in the morning, you know, <laughs> by being by water being with people I admire and adore and just being comfortable in my own skin and my own space and just being around love, that's that's bliss for me. Ellen, you and your family are very loved and I want to thank you so much for being here today and for sharing Jacob's story with all of us. We're so grateful that you are here. Thanks, Judy. Thanks so much for having me. We're going to go on a short commercial break right now when we come back more with our featured artists of the week, Lady Mystics and their song Blessed. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. Joining us today is this week's featured artist, the very talented Mike Rosen. There's a sense of familiarity about Lady Mystics. It could be the cast of musicians pulled from well-respected Canadian bands, or maybe it's the timelessness of the tried and true songwriting approach, heralding back to the days of folk greats. Either way, their modern take on a classic sound is sure to fit in nicely 
with anyone's vinyl collection. After years of plugging away with various solo projects and playing as a sideman with a number of different acts, Mike Rosen has joined forces with a number of fellow Vancouver journeymen to form Lady Mystics. Their alt-country-inspired brand of rock and roll is further enhanced by an all-star cast of talent including Andy Bishop, Twin River, White Ash Falls, Red Cedar, Matt Kelly, City and Color, Brandon Wolf-Scott, Yukon Blonde, and Neil Corbett, Capital Six, White Ash Falls. Lady Mystics have been working hard to develop a strong repertoire of material that brings together the sounds of Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, and Tom Petty with a strong focus on the craft of classic songwriting. The band headed to The Hive in the fall of 2016, where they recorded their first full-length record with Colin Stewart at the helm. You can follow them at Lady Mystics on Instagram and at Lady Mystics Music on Facebook, and that's M-Y-S-T-I-C-S Music. Let's have a listen to a gorgeous song called Blessed. It's been a while since I've been leaving. It's been a while since I've been gone. I hope you never stop believing. Cause I won't forget where I belong.
Michael, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for being on our show. And we hope that you'll come back again with your gorgeous music. As you just heard each week, we spotlight a singer, singer, songwriter, or musician on the show. Please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. And of course, follow us at the Bliss Minute on Instagram and Facebook. I would like to thank all of my guests for being here today, Ellen Schwartz and Mike Rosen. Also, a big thank you to our supervising producer, Mag Ruffman, who's in the Toronto Fringe Festival, July 1st to 3rd, with her quirky new film. Also, special thanks to our production manager, Siobhan Kiley, PA researcher and editor, Haley Allegia, audio producer, Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. Jacob was pure love. If we bring more of that love into this world, we surely will rise above. For all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, thank you for listening. I rise above. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.